All right. Well, today we're missing Elliot, so this is going to be an interesting podcast. Uh, first of all, it's just myself and Ryan. Welcome to Bourbon Sauced, where we discuss topics and get sauced on bourbon in the process. We will try and keep it PG, but no promises, as we always try and stay true to ourselves and be as unfiltered and blunt as possible. Grab your favorite bourbon and join us as the show begins. Before we get into it, uh, go ahead, Ryan, tell us what you're sipping on. Well, I started out with a little bird dog small batch, seven year. And it looks like I was a little low in that bottle, so um, when I finish that off, I think I'm going to have to uh, break open this Leatherwood uh, Snake Eaters Bourbon. Oh, that should be an interesting uh, profile switch. Uh, myself, I'm starting off with a Basil Hayden 10-year, uh, so we'll see how much I kill in this bottle. It's already half halfway done, so it should be good. Um, today's topic, we're going to talk about cars and some of our first experiences and lessons learned along the way uh, of automotive ownership. Well, uh, let's discuss. What, what do you uh, What do you want to What do you want to talk about here? You want to talk about your first car? Yeah, I think we can go. I think we can go kick it off with our first cars. I mean, my first car was a '68 Buick Skylark. I uh, Picked it up for $500 from this old lady in Corbin. Smoking like a freight train. Drove her home. You know, happy as a lark. Done the whole breakdown. Saved my money all summer. Had my cousin help rebuild the engine. Got it running good. You know, lean, mean Buick Skylark. I mean, 68. So you're talking you're talking Buick's Chevelle. So. Yeah, that was one of those... Uh... Big body Buicks. Yes, sleek. Yeah. Had the had the had the fastback. So nice. very sleek two door, but it had you know Buicks twist to it. So it had all the chrome trim and all that, like I like to call the the grandpa vehicles. You know, just too much chrome, too much, too much, too much. So stripped all the chrome off. You know, had it all nice and primered. She was ready for paint. You know had this beautiful envision in my mind fast forward i leave for the army come back from ait car's gone what do you mean gone poof vanished so uh lo and behold i guess uh at the time my uh, stepdad didn't think it was it was coming back he uh, sold it to uh five guys that drove down from louisville in a little honda and then five they used guys. It. not like yeah. five guys the burger joint, but five guys just in general. Hey, you know, and, and I don't know what to tell you there, but five guys in a in a little Honda drove down. They used the Skylark to tow their Honda back to Louisville. You know, <laughs> in my mind, why don't you just split driving and you know a few in one vehicle and a few in another? No, they literally tow barred it all up and towed their own. That is some Kentucky stuff right there. <laughs> You're telling me. That's pretty good. That's pretty what about good. you? What was your first? Uh, so, you know, my folks, uh, we weren't well-to-do in my younger years. Uh, so I ended up with an, an inherited 1988 Pontiac Grand Am. It was rusted out. Um, anytime it was wet outside, driving around in the rain, it would backfire. Um, at at one point, it, it started getting wet carpet so i ended up peeling all the carpet up because it smelled like 
rotten carpet. And uh, there was literally a hole in the floorboard beneath where my pedals were. So I had to, um, I bought a piece of sheet metal from the store and I got some silicone and I basically just made do with that. <laughs> so I wasn't flintstoning that thing, but you know, it was an interesting car. Um, two door, all cloth interior, smelled like smoke because my mom was a smoker. So, you know, it was definitely a, uh, a used vehicle. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're, we're, we're saying you had the 88 Pontiac Grand Am sports edition kind of thing going on here because you know you were like you were like the poor man smoke i lost you there for a while almost like the poor man smoking the band there yeah it really was it, it you know that the grand am came out and it was like I don't know. I think they wanted to have like a sporty looking sedan, um, something to kind of compete with mid-level Hondas, like the Honda Accords and stuff like that that were going on at the time. But good God, man, this thing was just, it was not not a very good car. Uh, But as the first car goes, you know, 16 years old, you're like, hey, I got wheels. So have wheels, will travel, which was kind of a nice thing, um, which, you know, Hell, that that leads us into, you know, dating while you had these junkers, right? Um, yeah. my, I was 16 years old. I was dating this girl. She was a year younger than me. And, um, I mean, I used to just pick her up, take her on all kinds of dates. You know, we do the typical teenage stuff, go park in somewhere and make out. And, uh, you know, that's where I ended up getting the deed done for the first time. Uh, classic teenager in the back of a car, you're getting it on, and next thing you know, you hear a little rapping on the window, and you look up, and it's a cop, and you're like, oh, boy. So, needless to say, my first experience in my car with a girl didn't go as planned, but it was still an interesting first for me. I'm totally going to hillbilly it up for you. So, (laughs) you know... First car, well, first car didn't make it. So I spent more on horseback riding around doing things than anything. So, you know, if I took a date anywhere, it was via a horse through the trails in the mountains, Mm. you know, or somebody had to drive and drop me off, you know. So the whole vehicle thing, nice in theory on my end, but... Nope, my first rope-a-dope was uh, via horseback on trails. Did you actually do it on the horse, or were you guys dismounted in the in the woods somewhere? Kind of had, you know, you, nowadays I would have thought about the, you know, seeing how well that would have worked on the horse, you know, with the whole, especially if you got the, you know, do the work for you, the whole nine. But ultimately, you know, Basically, what you're saying, you told her to grab the horn, and she grabbed the horn. Right, right. Yeah. Basically, you know, at 15 years old, what do you do? You know, right. You, you, you don't. You're not that advanced in this world at that point. Yeah. So you, you, you dehorse and you throw down a blanket. That's great. Yeah. They're basically doing western style out in the woods. Absolutely. Like, hey, come on, girl. We're gonna go on this horseback ride. And she little does she know you're about to lay down in the middle of the woods somewhere. 
Well, or maybe she knew the plan all along. Maybe I mean, she did. Maybe she did. You never know. You, you know, know, she was girls that ride horses. 15, yeah, yeah. So that's always dangerous when you get involved with girls that ride horses. You know, right. Of, you might get bucked off. Nowadays, but, you kind of want to strap on spurs and just try and hold on for eight seconds, jump off, throw your hat. Right. You do the rodeo and just say, hey, I, you know, your sister's better than you. <laughs> See how long you can hold on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Spur that bull out of the chutes. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Not. Yeah. Might as well. Um, let's talk about uh, your first time you had like a breakdown. Was this with the Skylark or the. No. So we fast forward, right? Uh-huh. So I'm in the Army. I'm in AIT. Um, well, prior to AIT, my dad and my grandma, uh, grandparents, they all kind of they chipped in and they bought me an 82 Toyota pickup. Okay, not a Tacoma, not a Tundra, a Yoda pickup. Okay, so we're talking solid front end, like indestructible front end. Like I had people offer me more for the just the front end, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with the truck? Leave it. I don't care what you do with the truck. So it was like a metallic blue. It had the so it had the camper shell on the back, right? All matching paint. Well, here's where it gets interesting so the previous owner had installed bucket seats not mm. bad right mm-hmm. they were not meant for this vehicle so they were rigged up with two by fours and different stuff but the cool feature was the camper shell and the back glass of the truck the front camper shell glass and the back truck glass had been removed and a gas had been put in to seal it back so you could climb back and forth you could climb from your inside the cab to the in- the truck bed of the bed. truck. Yes. That, that's yes. A, that's interesting. So, right? so not <laughs> I only this. Imagine where this is going. Not only this, but the walls of the truck, the bed of the truck, is lined with like a carpet. Mm, sounds okay? lovely. He's gone and in the previous owner has gone and installed four speakers into the bed wall, and then. Nice sound system. I mean, I upgraded the speakers, obviously, because he put in just generic stuff. But the carpet walls was interesting, you know. So I went ahead and we rhino-lined the bed, rhino-lined the cab floors. Like, this thing's on 38 super swampers. I mean, you sit under it and change the oil. There ain't no laying down. You just sit under it. So, and it's a stick shift. Mm. So first breakdown, I leave AIT. I'm driving. Well, I take leave or a four-day pass. I go up to Virginia, truck back. I get about, I get just outside of Bristol, Tennessee. I'm halfway back and gone. Smoking, I've lost oil pressure, the whole shebang. I limp it into a hotel and have to spend the night in a hotel. Hmm. And we're not even talking about a nice hotel. We're talking desperation motel, right? One of the places where it's some seedy joint that people pay by the hour. Kind of, you know, you, you, but this is one of those where you don't know if they pay by the hour or if it's going to be a hills have eyes moment and you're <laughs> just going to be kidnapped from your bed in your sleep. Basically, right? you needed a shot of penicillin when you left the place. Uh, yeah. Good idea. Take the movie No Vacancy. Hmm. And combined it with the hills have eyes because it's more hillbilly-ish. And you would have a good understanding of where I was staying. I mean, there was probably cameras 
in the rooms if they had cameras. I would think because as hillbillyish it was, there were probably just holes in the walls, you know, in the paintings, and they were watching you, kind of thing. Like some Adams Family stuff, you know, exactly. where you see the right. eyes shifting in the painting. Exactly. So yeah. I have to spend the night. Ended up having to have my mom and them drive down and pick me up and drive me to Fort Campbell. The truck gets towed to a lot and is stored. That's my first breakdown. That's pretty incredible. You end up staying at some Roach Moach hotel. And then had to be driven back to Fort Campbell with no to go get said vehicle. Yeah. All right, well... For me, my first breakdown actually wasn't even in my own car. Uh, at the time, I was I was dating this girl, and she had like an older, it was like a seventy Malibu or somewhere in that that decade. And um, we went for a road trip to go see her dad, who was like in Marion, Ohio, or something. I think it was, and it was like a good two, maybe three hour drive from where we were at. Um, and we were on the way back from seeing her dad and i wasn't dogging it at all you know we're just on the highway and i was going probably 65 70 miles an hour and all of a sudden it's just i hear a loud bang and lose all acceleration and oil just starts pissing up the front of the windshield and i'm like oh this is not good Sounds you like know. a woman I knew one Oh, yeah, right. And so uh, I'm just like, all right, let me just pull over. Maybe, maybe we just, you know, maybe the top of the oil came off or something. And just, I was just hoping for the best. As soon as I get out there, I get to see this stream of oil behind the car. And I'm like, oh, no, this is not good. And I look under the car, and there is a piston rod sticking through the engine block, dragging. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm All just right. saying, there was smoke and there was a loud bang. What mm. best is there to hope for? Well, you know, when you're a young driver and you have no idea mechanically what's going on, because I was pretty inept back then, I'm going to be honest, uh, I wasn't exactly a mechanic back then. So <laughs> my parents were, which is the ironic part. Um, so I so the mad genius developed yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I called my dad, and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm about an hour and a half out from home, and I need you to come pick me up. He's like, what do you, what do you mean I need you? You need me to pick you up? Did, or did you, like, get left somewhere? Like, he's thinking, like, this girl broke up with me, and she just ditched me, you know, because it's probable. I mean, I was, I was pretty much a little jerk back then. Uh, I didn't really do the best. But um, I was like, no, uh, worse. Uh, the engine has one of the, the rods stuck right through it. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're screwed. So I was like, yeah, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate that. Can you come get me? So, you know, by the time he gets there, it's probably, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night. And he's annoyed with me because he has to drive to come pick me up. And I'm like, what, what, what did you expect? I was like, there's no, I can't get a cab out here. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Like, there's no, we were in between middle of nowhere, Ohio and like Cleveland, Ohio. So there's like, there was no gas station. There was no on ramp, no off ramp. It was just middle of fucking nowhere. So, luckily I had a you know a cell phone back then. It was one of those old school like flip phones. Uh, oh, oh, you had a flip. Oh yeah, I had one of those flip Jesus, phones from I, way I, back. I inherited like the brick 
for my first cell phone, you know, like off the movie Clueless. Oh, yeah. You know, my dad. Brick. My dad had one of those, like, back when the first car phones were out there, you know, because he was, like, a traveling salesman. So, he had yeah. one of those, like, giant phones that took up the armrest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was the first breakdown. And so, I had explained to her dad what had happened to the, the engine. And he was like, you were out there dogging it, weren't you? I was like, no. And then, like, he's, he and his daughter was like, no, Dad, he was just driving normal. And all of a sudden, he's like, that doesn't just happen like that. I was like, no, it did. I'm going to tell you, bud. But uh, yeah, it was interesting for, for a first breakdown. Not even my own car. It was my girlfriend's car at the time. So. I'm just saying, maybe, maybe you should have took the poor man's Smokey and the Bandit car. Just yeah, I just didn't have confidence that that car was going to make it. You know, back then, I, that Grand Am that I had, I was just like, there's no way this thing's going to make that trip. I trusted that old 70 Chevy to do better than that poor man's Cadillac. You know, so, as much as I like Chevys, that just goes to show you, you can't trust a Chevy sometimes. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, I've had some doozies with cars, uh, especially lately, as you know. I mean, mm-hmm. my truck has been in a shop for one thing or another, and it's just, it's a Chevy. And it's brand new. And it is brand new. And I've just had problems after problems. Just the mechanical woes in my life is just ongoing. Um, I'm right but, there with you. No. It's, I mean, we're, we're talking a GMC that's been in the shop for six months, waiting on an ECM. ECM gets here, and now we're two weeks. Somebody tell me it's done. I got an 03 Chevy that, I mean, that thing is, I, I don't even know what you say about Rusty. I mean, that thing's damn near bulletproof. Now, like when it, yeah. you know, it, it has an issue here or it has an issue there. You fix that issue and it's like, it's, it's almost like, uh, uh, what's that movie? Um, oh my God. What is that movie? Um, about the car. Um, Christine? Christine, yeah. Rusty's kind of like the male version of Christine. It's like you just call it Chris. You know, you just kinda you just kinda do a little bit of stuff for it, and then it like gives you a hundred more miles, right? Yeah. So I mean I can't complain with it, but ultimately at some point I feel like it's just gonna turn to powder and just one of these days the wind's gonna blow it away from under me and I'm gonna be sitting on a chair. Holding the yeah, steering well, wheel. I mean, it's nicknamed Rusty, so at some point the floorboards are just going to fall out, or the engine's going to fall out from the motor mounts failing. Um, which that would be interesting if you're driving down the highway, all of a sudden your motor just boom falls down. I, I got a feeling, you know, that would be slight of a speed bump. I would kind of notice that, but the yeah. hole in the floorboard wouldn't really that be wouldn't be that bad of an ordeal. I mean, because think about it, long road trips, you just kind of oh, there's a hole now. I can piss. I ain't got to stop for nothing. There's that. Yeah, unless it's raining and then the the road wetness is coming up on you. So, uh, it, you know, it's, it's a, that's that's the wrong kind of wet for me. So, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I'm good there. Um, speaking of funny stories, um, man, I, I've got a bunch just involving my teenage years of driving and stuff. But um, like there's this one one time I was driving in winter. Me and my buddies, uh, we used to do this thing on the weekends. We'd be bored, and we decided we were going to go to Toys R Us back when Toys R Us was a thing. And we just grab the football and throw it around the aisles and stuff and just, just to kill time and, and see how long it took before we would get kicked out of a store. Um, 
So here we are driving in wintertime in Northeast Ohio. Roads are slick, snowy, and we're, I don't know, probably going like 40 miles an hour. And we're getting to go into the turning lane, and I hit a patch of ice. And <laughs> as you can imagine, there's not much traction when you hit ice. So this car is doing donuts in the middle of a four-lane road, and I see a semi coming, and as soon as the car straightens out, the semi goes flying right past us. And I mean like inches from smashing us into oblivion. So we all do like the typical pat yourself down, like, oh, yep, I'm all here. Everything's good. Uh, you know, everybody safe? Yeah. All right. Cool. Are we still going to Toys R Us? Yep. <laughs> you know, we, so yeah, it was an interesting, uh, it was an interesting time for that one. Um, so what you're saying is the, the director or writer for a uh, final destination drove by, saw this and that became like part of the groundwork for their I, movie. It, it had to have like somebody had to have seen that because this was definitely before that. Even See, you out. just inspired that movie. Yeah. I feel right. I feel like there's a lot of things in my life that probably inspire, like could inspire movies. Um, right. Jackass. I think Jackass was based on my childhood, but um, I, I could see that. I could see oh, that. Man. There's a lot of there's a lot of them oh. that are out there. But you, I have an alibi. I have an yeah. Alibi. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I have an alibi. So my first breakdown was not then. It just mm. dawned on me. So same vehicle, like had it for maybe a month, and I'm mm. driving through Virginia, and. I have to pull over, right? Like I'm not going anywhere anymore, so I have to coast off the off the shoulder, right? Well, I'm like, you know, 19, 18, 19 years old. I'm like, ah, what's going on? I'm not going anywhere. And I heard this clank sound and drug something, so I get up under this truck. Well, wouldn't you know, the ass end of the drive shaft just decides it's going to uncouple itself and drop to the ground. So here I am trying to figure out how I'm going to handle this. And at this point, you know, 18, 19 years old, I have upgraded to one of them fancy dancy flip phones, by the way. Right. So I call my dad. Calling so Dick da Tracy. Right. So dad has to drive. You know, I mean, it's not like a far drive, but he has to drive out and get me. And long story short, basically what it boils down to is... Um, Certain things are meant to be grade A bolts, not mm. grade B, grade C, grade whatever. If it ain't right. grade A and you're putting it in a high usage area, you're dumb. You're just dumb. Oh, so, yeah, it's just going to shear right in half. Exactly. So we, that's what happened. So they all sheared out and my drive shaft dropped out. That's a good lesson for those of you out there who decide they want to be driveway mechanics and you're just like, ah, I'll just go down to Walmart and pick up some bolts. It's just a bolt's a bolt, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I will say this too. Dad brought out a torque wrench and made sure that we torque to spec. Another, another key thing, certain bolts have torque spec. And make sure you're torquing to that spec. Don't over torque and don't under torque. Torque to yeah. the spec. Yeah, that's important, and I think a lot of people don't that, that aren't mechanically inclined don't really understand that part of you know torque specs. You know, there's everything has a reason for being done the way it's done, and the torquing, man, that's so important because if you under torque it or over torque it, you can either shear it or it'll shear itself or it'll back itself off. You know, next thing you know, you're 
like your lug nuts on your tire. And a lot of people don't torque those and they're just like, ah, you know, just good and tight. I'm like, man, you're risking driving down the road and losing a tire, which takes me to a point. Me and my buddy, we were driving back from Ohio. Uh, we went on leave and I had him come. He had a truck. I had him come up to grab some stuff from my parents' house to, you know, and to bring back to North Carolina where I was stationed. And as we're driving back through the fucking mountains of West Virginia, all of a sudden I, we feel this weird shimmy going on from the front end. I was like, oh man, I hope that's not like a tie rod or something. So we pull over, we look, and I don't see anything obvious. We're like, all right. Well, I call my dad because, you know, again, my dad was a mechanic for years. So I'm like, hey, dad, this is what's going on. You know, I'm walking through the, the symptoms and everything else. And he's like, huh. He's like, well, it could be a wheel bearing. It could be this, it could be that. He's like, is the tire, did the weights fall off the tire? Is it just at speed? Is it this? And I was just like, no. And then all of a sudden I was like, uh, hold on a second, dad. And he's like, what? And I was like, we just lost the tire. And I'm going to call him as, and collect as I can when I said that. And he's like, wait, wait, what? What do you mean you lost a tire? I was like, yep. Oh, hold on. We're on the, yep. We're on the rotor now. Um, let me call you back. So, so I hang up the phone and the tire just flies down this highway about, I don't know, 200, 200 yards at least. And I look over at my buddy. His name was Chuck at the time. I was like, Chuck, did you just recently change that tire? He's like, yeah, I had a, I had to get it patched not too long. I was like, did you torque it? He's like, uh, I was like, you son of a, so <laughs> here we are in the middle of West Virginia, nowhere. So I have to find us a way to get towed and it's, I don't know, probably eight o'clock at night. So we end up bedding down at some roach moach hotel, just like you had to do when you had to break down. And, um, we ended up getting a rental car, leaving everything that was in the bed of his truck in his truck, left his truck somewhere in West Virginia to get fixed. They had to replace the rotor, the brake, the lines to the brake, because somehow the heat made the lines burst, and a new hub and a new tire. And that was Hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. The heat made the metal brake line burst yeah i i guess from like when it hit it was either the heat or the friction from something that caused it to, to, to shear off um i'm not really sure the metal brake line that ties into the caliber yep yeah i don't know what happened um i feel like right there how old were y'all then yeah we were probably 20 three i mean four or something not, like that. i don't know not, not saying that crazy things don't happen but i kind of feel like back they probably got, mechanic one, over got yeah. one over on you there yeah they probably not did saying you it know being that we being there it was late at night we couldn't really do any fucking i mean this is before camera phones and everything else so i mean we did we didn't have the ability to do any real inspection on the vehicle ourselves we just kind of left it at some backwoods mechanic and said hey we'll be back to pay for it the right. next three day weekend, which happened to be like, I don't know, Memorial Day or something like that. You know, you kind of have a thing for breaking down in the backwoods of nowhere. I do. It's weird. I really do. It's, and I don't it, even it's think not, it's that It's weird. not just like one time either. Like habitually throughout my life, I've had a lot of breakdowns and there's no cell service. There's no one around. I'm in like 
the worst possible case scenario. I mean, even when I've went off roading in my ATV or my side by side down there truck. by the creek, or I took my I took my <laughs> truck down there in the same area and got it stuck. I mean, I, I just have a penchant for going places where nobody else happens to be. Uh, and that's where you happen to break down, which is the funny part. It's like it is. Oh like man! For me, I break down in like the most random places where you know it's like, oh, you know, people shouldn't be here, but all of a sudden people are there, and it's like, yeah. okay, cool, that's... right? Or I break down and meet all the neighbors, so you know it becomes a community thing at that point. Yeah, there was another time my brother and I, actually my whole family. I was I was up in Ohio and. Um, we were out at a bar, and so I was probably, I don't know, 32-ish at the time. And I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee, and I thought, you know, it's all-wheel drive. and It's got four-wheel drive, and I should be able to go anywhere with this thing. And, and I had been drinking, so I thought, well, let's just go exploring this area where they have just cleared out all these monstrous trees and root balls and everything else, clearing it for a neighborhood expansion and so i'm going along and i'm like all right cool i got traction everything's cool da, 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 da. next thing i know i'm high sided high centered this jeep grand cherokee and i'm like oh no again i am so far <laughs> off the road there's no way anyone can come and recover me so what i do i call my brother and i'm like hey hey come can you come and get me and he's like, well, where are you? I was like, you know where mom and dads are at? And they're, they're doing an expansion in the neighborhood. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I'm over there. He's like, why? I was like, well, you know, I thought I thought I could off-road over here and get myself back out. He's like, oh, well, I got it. At the time, he thought he had a, a really tough truck. You know, he had this 1500, and he had tires on it, and that's all he had done to it. He's like, oh, I'll be able to get you out. I'm bigger and heavier and blah, blah, blah. I was like, don't drive back here, please. And he's like, no, I'll, I'll be, it'll be fine. I'll be able to get you. And he's younger than me by like 12 years, mind you. So he's got that ego going, thinking, I'll be able to get my brother out. This will be great. Watch, I'll rescue my brother. Nope. As soon as he drives back there, he sinks to his axles. And I'm like, dude, I told you don't come back here. So now I have to recover two vehicles. So I call... uh a family friend and he owns a contract uh, contract business doing concrete work and he's got like dozers and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, Hey, can you do me a favor? And I mean, it's like one in the morning by now. And I'm like, can you do me a favor and come snatch me and my brother out of this mud hole? He starts laughing on the phone. He's like, Nope, you're going to have to call yourself a wrecker. And I was like, that means they're going to call the cops because in Ohio, if you, if you are off road and you call for a tow, the cops get called just That's to make dumb. sure. Yeah, it's. I think it's just to make sure that you know. It's to make sure you didn't off road in Ohio to go plant a bot. <laughs> Something. I, I think. I think because a lot of people go through farm fields and stuff, and you know, you get stuck on a farmer's field, and they want to press charges. So. Yeah, that doesn't happen where I'm from. You get stuck in a farmer's field, you leave the vehicle <laughs> and just get your ass out of there. Because if not, but you're gonna get shot shot comes flying i'm just yeah, saying like yeah. so you know i end up calling this wrecker and they asked me how far off the road i'm like oh you know like i don't know 50 feet i was way more than 50 feet off the road it was probably <laughs> it was probably at least a football field away from any hardball road and they pull out and they're like you are not 
20 feet off the road. And I was like, I know, but I knew if I said anything more, you guys wouldn't come. So they backed up as far as they could. They put a chain between my brother's truck and my Jeep to snatch me out. They towed my brother out and then proxy pulled me out. And I think that was like 500 bucks to get us both out. Lesson learned right there. Like two or three in the morning by the time it was all said and done. I think we you know went what? home and I think we went home at that point because the cops did come. The cops were like, have you been drinking? And of course, they give us the riot act. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, it was like hours ago. So I'm pretty sure I'm sober now. And the cop just kind of laughed and he's like, look, where do you live? And I told him, I was like, literally down the street. And he's like, you live down the street. And I was like, yeah. And what were you doing over here? I was like, I was exploring and I wanted to see where some of these lots were in this area because I'm thinking of buying and building here by my parents. And both, like I had this whole elaborate story. And the cop was just kind of staring at me like, I'm not buying it. I was like, yeah. Dan the Explorer. Oh, man. Are you I'm sure sorry. you ain't related to Dora? I don't know. I mean, I am part Hispanic, <laughs> so it's possible. Uh, right? Yeah. I, you know, I, and I said that you said it's 500 bucks. And I said that was, I was like, well, you know, that is an expensive lesson learned. Uh, but then I look back at with the time of the, how long I've known you and the things, your shenanigans and getting stuck and breaking down that you didn't learn shit. No, I just, I just made more money. So now I can just do dumber shit. You know what I mean? I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now I just, I just pay for it and, and sit there in anguish like, yeah, you, you, you deal with that. it later. Yeah, you deal with it yeah. later, and you're like, man, I shouldn't have done that. But in the moment, you're just in the moment, which, right. you know. Yeah, I'm very spontaneous. You know right. what I mean? Like, at least that. And usually alcohol is involved. So, yeah. I mean, that should be a key factor right there. If I'm if I've got alcohol, you probably shouldn't give me any keys to any sort of motor vehicle. Because I'm probably going to do something dumb. So we we know I have an affinity for old vehicles, and you you pretty much have an affinity for old vehicles and muscle cars. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, what about a month and a half ago, I I purchased a, a seventy three. I was 72. Ford Ranch seven. No, it's a seventy three. Oh, seventy three Ford Ranchero five hundred. Mm -hmm. Okay. For whatever reason, Ford decided to do a transition period. So oh, those you, are great for parts. Right? So you get parts like 68 to 72. And then you right. get parts from like 74 to 78. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're you're like that, you know, you're like that kid in the orphanage, like, please, uh, may I have some more? You are a pickle in the middle at that point. Right. Yeah. But instead you're like, please, uh, may I have some pots? Because, yeah. you know, it, and All then right. you're trying to match because it's a Ranchero, yeah. which is not an El Camino. Uh -huh. Ranchero is better than El Camino. Way more I El Camino's say out that. there. I wouldn't that. I think the El Camino more, engine is definitely better. Actually, I, it's a 351 Windsor, bro. Yeah, so those are pretty bulletproof I, engines, it's, too. It's, it's, a good, it's a good engine. Yeah, it's hard to beat that. But I will say, with this vehicle, uh, mechanical woes... Uh, not necessarily, but it's also one of those things like there was a lot of work done to this mm -hmm. to this vehicle. You're talking about a 50-year-old vehicle that has everything. 90% of this vehicle is original. 
28,000 miles, original miles on this vehicle. 50 years old, right? But you, you do an engine tune-up, you redo gaskets five years ago, and then it stays sitting for five years, and it like backs out of the driveway and pulls in the driveway. You're you not know, I can relate to that. Papers. I can relate to that car because I'm almost as old as that car. So if I sit for too long, I, I still have creaks and groans and everything. So, you know, I mean, I, that, maybe that's why I like dealing with some of these older cars because I, I relate, you know, like I know that it still needs some attention and work to get it going in the morning. But once it's going... It's going, you know, what I and mean? that's that's the thing is like older things, the older stuff, right? Like if you bought, I, I got a couch. I know we're getting a little topic here, but I got a couch just to give a scenario, right? For my mm-hmm. grandparents, this yeah. couch was twenty years old when I got it, and it was like it was almost brand new with how much my grandmother took care of it and stuff, right? You're talking well, about 20 plus year old couch, right? Jumping on it or but you're doing talking various things on it. 20 years old in 2010, right? right? Well, and they don't you have know? a bunch of pets and stuff all over it either. Uh, no, they had dogs. But what I'm getting at is like now, if you go out and you buy like this couch today would have cost you probably four or five grand easily. Yeah. Just because right? it's sturdy built, you know what I mean? Right. Because it was built right. Yeah, now, I mean, you look at the couch and like I it. spent that and it still broke. And then mm-hmm. it's ridiculous because they put like balsa wood in these things now. Well, yeah, if you're not if you're not wanting to pay five, six, seven grand for a couch, yeah. you're going to pay twenty five hundred for a couch well, that's going to yeah. break. That just goes back to, you know, way old cars were built. They were built to last. You exactly. Know? They were built out of metal, not fiberglass, you know? Yeah. And even the engines were built to last. I mean, everything was hand put together. Now you have machines that are putting all these things together. The, the, the processes are different. The components are cheaper. There's a lot more plastic involved, rubber, mm-hmm. just everything's cheap, cheaply made or imported from either China, Korea or somewhere over there. You know, because yeah. they're outsourcing all that. And it's like, well, well it helps us keep the cost down. Except for the fact of the price. The price of vehicles is going up, even though the cost of their goods is going down. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's another topic. But like but. a prime example, though, right? So, like, since we've been piddling, and I like mm-hmm. to call it piddling, because we haven't really done any, like, major work on this Ranchero. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so, since we've been piddling, right? So, like, I've I've changed out the fuel sending unit. That took me 30 minutes. I mean, it was drain. The longest part was letting the gas tank drain because I mm-hmm. overestimated how much fuel I left. Okay. Yeah. But so change out the fuel sending unit, change out some bulbs, some fuses, you know, fluid changes, a little odds and ends stuff here and there. Um, <clears throat> and you're in, you're into this car. But then, I mean, I will say the major thing I've done so far is. Complete redo of brakes, new calibers, mm. new drums, new springs, because well, it yeah, had to be done. Which right? was interesting that you were able to drive that back from Memphis in the condition that those brakes were in. I'm surprised. No, I towed it from Memphis. Oh, okay. That yeah, yeah. makes more sense. And we had to leave that. Rusty, remember? Oh, my I gosh. Yeah. Rusty. I forgot about all that. Because yeah. yeah. had you had to drive that thing, you would have absolutely locked those brakes up. There's no 100%. way. 100%. There's no way you would have made that drive. 100% would have locked the brakes up. Right. 
the fronts were compensating because of the broke springs on the drums. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what you do to one side is far, in my opinion, and people may differ on this, but my opinion, and this goes tires, brakes, right? If it's, Mm -hmm. if you, if it's same, same left and right, what you do on the left, you might as well go ahead and do on the right. So it's same, same. Yeah, yeah, that, it, and I think almost any shop will tell you the same thing, especially when it t- like for tires for sure. Because if you have uneven wear, that that's going to mess your alignment up. It's going to mess all kinds of different things up with the car. True. And um, but the shop will sell you that one tire and put. That of one course tire they will. On. Absolutely, because they know down the road you're either going to come back to them for another tire, or you're going to come back for a tire in alignment, or two tires in alignment. Yep. Depending and on what happens. So I I fully believe. When you go in for, we'll just say tires, right? Mm-hmm. You went for a tire change, right? If I am changing one tire, say it's the back. We'll say it's the front, right? If I change the front two well, tires. Which is it, the back or the front? We'll, no, we'll go front. We're talking about right? women or we're talking about nope, cars? We're talking about cars. So <laughs> let's let's go front tires, okay? Front uh-huh. tires, because this, this is where it can get a little interesting, right? Yeah. So I need two new front tires. Here's the question. Do I need two new front tires or do the rear tires need to rotate to the front and I need two new rear tires? Is this a front wheel drive or real wheel drive car? Boom. Thank you, sir. Key point right there. Front wheel versus rear wheel, right? If I need two new tires, I have to think which two tires currently has the most tread. Mm Mm-hmm. And where is the driving force of this vehicle? Because right, yeah. The way I think I a lot of taught, young people don't even get taught that. You know what I mean? That's a the sad way I thing. Was taught, whichever, whichever is the driving force, tires go, and then the the other set that has some t- you know still wear and tear left on it rotates mm-hmm. to the what you would call if it's a rear wheel drive, then you're your less treaded tires that are still good goes to your steering point because you want most of your traction and your driving force. Uh, At least that's the way yeah. I was taught with it, right? Where it's like, yeah, it, it kind of depends. Driving so. and steering force. Right. So yeah. I definitely want the tread. There's there, definitely right? two trains of thought there. There is. Know? Because it's all right. Well, do I want traction or do I want to be able to steer, which again goes towards traction, but I guess it just depends. But. Well, see, I look at the traction point like this, right? So let's stick. Let's talk the rear wheel, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say my front two tires are pretty much bald, and I have a rear wheel drive vehicle, right? Yeah. But my current rear tires well, still probably have another. If you've got, say, like you're driving an old school Mustang, you definitely want better tread in the back because otherwise you're just driving slicks and. Everybody knows how light in uh, Mustangs are in the back. Well, anyway, we're just, we're just keeping it simple. Just a standard, right. regular daily driver, right? Yeah. So what I'm getting at is, yes, I want to be able to steer, but if those tires that I'm taking off the rear to rotate to the front still have 15,000, 20,000 miles worth of tread left on them, yeah. I'm going to be able to steer. If I don't have traction in the back, I don't care how good I can steer. I ain't going nowhere. Or I'm slipping and sliding, and then my ass end is all over the place. Yeah, that makes sense. So for me, the way, at least the way I was taught, and I understand people are taught different, and they, you know, learn things different, right? The way I was taught 
If it's a rear-wheel drive, you want your newest tires on the back. If it's a front-wheel drive, your newest tires better be on the front because only thing them them tires in the back are doing, they just carrying that weight in that trunk. That's all they're doing. Yeah. They're just holding up that trunk, you know, keeping yeah. that going. I mean, I do that with my truck, and so that's why it's so important to do tire rotations that people don't even pay attention to that. But, you know, you typically should definitely do your tire rotations every other oil change. If not there then do it yourself but um and tire inflation people don't pay attention to that either because if you have an overinflated tire you're gonna have a weird wear pattern versus an underinflated tire you're gonna have a weird wear pattern you know and these are you know nice lessons that people can learn just just over the haul of owning a, a car or truck or whatever your automobile might be speaking just, of tire inflation yeah We've tried multiples. Oh, me, my dad, Arnold, you. We've tried all kinds of different air compressors mm -hmm. and, and, you know, just inflating devices, right? Yeah, yeah. I will say, honestly, bang for buck, the most impressive tire compressor, the tire air inflator compressor, whatever you want to call it. You got to say that Ryobi thing that you got. Bruh. Hands down. I mean, you I, even I know saw you how love, quickly you even you saw how thing. quickly it inflated. Yeah, it's your. It does good. It does on a ply ten tire. Yeah, you're right. It, it does do good, but Bang I, I still. Buck. Yeah, I guess if you're gonna have something that's portable, yes, I would that's what I'm getting have, at. Portable. Yeah, I would rather have that than like some of those janky ones that you know, auto like stop once it gets to a certain level or whatever. That's like right. those small brick inflators. Or they hit that pressure and yeah. it's like they and it's just like can't too much push back past. pressure. It can't right. push back. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I mean, you're talking about a handheld like compressor, a pancake compressor in the garage to do the tires. But if you're somewhere, say you're off roading or whatever, and you want something quick and dirty, I would I would probably do that little Ryobi thing. One hundred percent. Even though I'm not a Ryobi, Ryobi guy, like I'm agreed. A but I'm a Dewalt who knows? Guy, Dewalt might come out with something that getting, does that. Yeah, and even you know? I think Dewalt does have something, but it's Dewalt's getting cheaper made these days. Even uh, it's not the same. Like again, like cars, they're not, they're not built the same either. Nothing's built the same nowadays. No, Everything today is built, built a break. A break. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we definitely agree on that. Even um, if you're a person that doesn't break anything, it's designed that. Oh. You what don't about a break? Well, what I'm about a break? What about oil changes? What do you? What is your feeling on oil changes? Do you so, think it's every three thousand miles, or you think? Do you think that's a hoax that people like bought into years ago because the the big petroleum business is like, so, hey, the more we get you to do these oil changes, the more petroleum we can sell you. I look at it, the consistency and the coloration of the oil. Mm -hmm. How aggressive you drive, and how much you drive. So, what about you, age it, of it, age of the engine? Age of the engine to me plays key factor too, right? Yeah, now, right. So with this synthetic, you can push. I, you can. They say five thousand ish, right? Mm -hmm. I've had people push seven, almost eight thousand, and it still be almost a honey gold color, mm -hmm. right? But it's you know that's your Sunday driver. That's Ma right. and Paul Kettle yeah, going like, to the farmers market and stuff, right? Yeah, they're they're not putting any any real pressure on this vehicle or this engine, right? Yeah, so just that's Sunday those, cruising, you know. Right, it's all the and but they're Sunday cruising Monday through Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. So whereas like you drive or the way I drive, we know I drive crazy because you rode with me, but 
you know, yeah, but, you're over there holding the old shit handle. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, that that's mostly because we're in rusty, and I always feel like the fucking floorboard's gonna fall out. But that's a different story. <laughs> so that's where I'm getting at. Like, yeah. it, I feel like it. There's a lot of things, tire changes, all that stuff, brakes, all are dependent on the driver. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to know how you operate a vehicle, right? To better yeah, understand when, you know, what key points or key stages. And there's always warning signs like brake, right? Brake, for mm-hmm. instance, going to whine. It's got that, it's got that whistle. It's got that, you'll, you'll hear that metal grinding because it's hitting that clicker and they're like, you, you have know, a hey. weird idle. You know. Right. You know, or like, I mean, yeah, you I, have. I feel the like the newer cars, they oil. intentionally fuck with the idle to force you to get an oil change. Like, I, I think, you know how they have the indicators that come on now in new yeah. vehicles and you have yeah. to, you have to do this weird sequence in order yep. to get it to go away. Yep. I almost feel like they intentionally choke out the engine. So then you're like, oh, I got to get an oil change. And nobody really takes the time to pull the dipstick and look at the color of the oil. I will see what's say going on. though. I will say though, with that, with that note, right? Mm-hmm. In today's culture, it's um, what 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 would you? I, I'm breaking it down Barney style, right? Um, mm-hmm. I am literally giving you no excuse at this point. I didn't know my oil need changed, right? No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. The car is telling you, hey, buddy, it is time to take. Oh, me so in, at yeah, least like have back me in the day when people would forget and their engine would seize. Yeah. Because like, they have sludge inside their engine instead of actually any right. viscosity. But yeah. Back in the day, if it seized, you know, oh, like man, the whole was like town. like an engine rebuild whole, back then. But then the whole town knew it seized. And they're like, how <laughs> yeah. did you not know you needed an oil change, right? Whereas Billy today, Bob just ran that thing into the ground. Right. Whereas today, today's culture is, I didn't know, right? Well, it, I think that's because nobody wants to take accountability. That's another okay. subject. So but, this is a forcing yeah, function, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. But I, I still feel like there's, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do feel like there's something to go on there where it's, they know, they know. Somebody knows. I it's mean, built, I'm, I'm not going to lie. The, it's like, the, like your phone's. And all of a sudden, an update comes in your phone, and then it's bricked, and you're like, oh, I guess I got to right. go the new iPhone or the new Samsung or whatever. I feel like automotive, they do this, because I, I just had this with my other car that's in the garage and in the house here, where it's got uh, 3G, and 3G has been phased out, and they sent out a message saying, they're like, hey, they're like, hey, sorry, um... Those services are no longer available to you. <laughs> if if you if you want, you can come in and pay for the upgrade to get the five G stuff installed in your car, and that way you can continue with your remote services and everything else like that. Do but you I feel really like need Wi Fi in your car? I don't, but you know, like people that do traveling business, or you know, they have kids that are with their iPads in the back seat, or you know what I mean, like. You, it's it's you some know, people use it more than mean. others, and so it's like an imperative for them. But for me, it's like a non-factor. I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, you know, I don't, a, I don't know what you mean, right? So I, I mean, know you like, don't, but like, there I'm are bougie up, people out there like, that don't that they need that. You know, I, they, they I know, need to like, stay connected. So I'm picking up what you're putting down. Like I'm I'm yeah. understanding it, but I don't get it, right? Because I'm that guy or that yeah. person that like you're oh, the bare, bare minimum. Like if you can have roll 
manual windows and manual transmission and manual everything. Oh, no. You're all for it. Yeah, I, get I it. want power windows because I want oh, to be able to roll down windows. both. Yes, I want to be oh, able to okay. roll down both my windows without having to lean across and roll the other one down. Oh man, that God, I I, I remember that back when so I had just, that Pontiac so and I had to lean across and I had to yes. like, hand crank that thing yes. down. Oh my or, God! Or or you lock the door and you're like, oh no, I gotta get it back up. Yeah. Or God forbid you lock the door. Now you gotta lean across and unlock the door. Yeah. So like that that's yeah. like what I'm well, going to have to do that with the, with that uh Ford that you got in the, you know. No, if that's the case you just make sure you have somebody in a passenger seat. Why do you think you know I had you in it the last time you were able to yeah. roll it down for me, right? right. But yeah. and I mean even it's like stuff like that that's not a big deal to me. I prefer power windows cuz it makes mm. it convenient for me, right? But what I'm getting that's what called a convenience package. Right. You know, nowadays it's standard. But what I'm getting at is like here's where we're talking like you give your kid the iPhone, right? Or the iPad. Dude, we had we had nothing. You played I Spy, Slug Bug. You know, you played yeah. the... It, like, Although, so I, engrossed. I, I, when I was a kid, we would stop at the gas stations, like Cracker Barrels and yes. different places, and yes. you would pick up, like, the, the road games. Yes, you know? and that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, electronics in a vehicle, to me, have oh. just... Electronics in general have yeah. Well, have just just wait when you, when you start when you start hanging around, you know, more bougie people. I I guess I'll put it that way. You're as they, bougie as I get. I know. I, I mean, we're almost polarized when it comes to certain things, but um, I mean, we're both roughnecks at the end of the day. We both like you're to be just out in the, bougie. We're both like to be out in the woods, and we both like to get dirty. But that's a that's you know. We're getting now, granted, diverted granted, from things. Yeah, we are. We are getting diverted. But I will say, granted, if income was different, I might be a little more bougie. But truthfully, I probably wouldn't. I was the same way even when I was a poor ass shit. soldier. You know what I mean? Or you know airmen, what I mean? But, you know, I, I yeah, Air and Force. I'm not like, I, I'll buy yeah. it. I think that was something of a product. I'm a product of my environment because like, I grew up semi-poor. And then as we got older, my parents got more money. And then so it was mm -hmm. like I started seeing my dad driving nice Tahoes right. and Yukons. And right. then he got the Escalade. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, if the harder I work, I should reward myself and get nice things to like show like what I've done. I earned from my, my effort. So mm -hmm. it, I get that. It comes across as being bougie because I, I work hard. I earn a lot. And I then spend that on the equivalent pay bracket, I guess, if you want to call it that. But I do still try to keep it a little bit humble pie on some things. But I mean, like, I call you bougie joke. Oh, it's true, though. It's so true. It, no, you you are bougie in certain aspects, well, right? Especially if we're talking about bourbon. I'm not going to drink anything that tastes like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Bro, but I'm, I mean, com com in comparison, I am broke compared to you okay if we're talking yeah. comparison right and yeah. i don't drink cheap bourbon no that's where you spend your money you exactly know? right yeah. so like, like i'm gonna i'm gonna invest in where i need it right like mm -hmm. i mean yeah, you got a good dip you know it's not like you're out there doing coat and the kodiak's kind of 
kind of cheap. Eh, Kodiak's actually kind of pricey nowadays. Oh, what's the other so wolf? Wolf. Wolf's the other one, right? The cheap, you know. And now yeah. they got this new one called Cougar. Ooh, you oh, can get it for God. like a dollar fifty a can. Everybody loves a good Cougar, you know what I'm saying? And you know, I tried that Cougar because you know it's a dollar fifty a can. That's not the Cougar yeah. for me. Just saying. No, it's a different story. No, it's but good. talking about bougie, so we're talking yeah. about bougie, right? Oh God, we're fucking One way thing, off topic, man. No, hang on, I'm getting yeah, you here. I'm getting right. you here. We're Let gonna me circle you back, right, bro. So oh. talking about bougie for a yeah. guy that's so bougie, mm-hmm. you went out and you bought a Defender. Now, granted, a Defender is not a common runner around vehicle. So mm-hmm. your, boo- in my opinion, your bougieness drove you to find this Defender and purchase it, right? But no. then once you purchased it, I purchased that you had because to bougie I, it up. I I purchased that because it reminded me of all my deployment time. You know what I mean? And I've driven in like the Hiluxes and Defenders and different things like that you don't get here in the US. Right. And so I bought that Defender more as a reminiscent. And I That's I, still bougie. Yeah, but I only paid like twenty five thousand for the thing. You know what I mean? Only, but I knew I was, only. <laughs> yeah, but I knew I I knew I was gonna have to put in a lot of work because it was first of all that guy. This goes in lessons learned, folks. Don't buy sight unseen. Always go and look and test drive the vehicle before you purchase it. Because I didn't on this one, and I had it shipped from Utah all the way to North Carolina, and the guy. Swore he was going to drive it out and meet up with me and this, that, and the other. Then he backed out. And as soon as he backed out, I was like, oh, there's something going on here. And when it showed up, it looked great when it rolled off the truck after the truck driver had to jump it because it wouldn't start on its own. So I was like, all right, we have a possible battery drain issue here that I have to figure out. I was like, that's not a problem. I can, I, you know, I know how to operate a multimeter. I know how to do electrical work. I can figure this out. And then it, had a weird sound so i was like okay we either have a vacuum problem or we have a cylinder that's messed up and fouling i was like oh, okay so i'm you know immediately i drive it home i check it out and i'm like all right i text the guy and i was like look man i i can't i can't do this like we had a contract anyway that said i could back out if there was anything that was contrary to what he had said like he basically said it was like an great condition it was not it had electrical problems it had mechanical problems it had structural problems it had all kinds of problems that you would associate with a 30 year old vehicle that somebody neglected as a normal as a normal defender floorboard yeah i know it was ridiculous i had to replace the floorboard i had to place the seat box i couldn't even get the tires off because they had some weird key on the tires that nobody had i even called places in the uk asking them like hey do you have i even took a picture of it and i was like do you have this keyway anywhere and they're like no i was like oh my god it's 30 old 30 year old keyway that nobody actually has so i couldn't even get the tires off to even assess the hubs the brakes anything else that was going on like with that part of the the, the the vehicle so that's basically why i got rid of it because i was just like i'm not dealing with all this i had already spent like five grand in parts and everything else trying to get it to where i wanted it so you know when i offloaded it i i, I took a bath on it i mean i sold it for like 20 grand cash the guy all showed up and was like he's like here's 20 grand cash you gonna take it i was like yeah i'll take it, I it. I, i'm not gonna lie though the defender was sick dude that thing was badass you know what i mean like it was eroding and everything right yeah. 
that thing literally would go through anything. I, I took it where my truck got stuck and it had no problems. Like it went through it. Like it was just driving on hard pavement. Which brings me even, to, we should go pick up the Cherokee that's on the property, come back, tear the doors off, just put, you know, frame doors. Oh God, we got to figure out. Is it, and even, turn it into a, is it even working? Does oh it yeah. even drive? It was a wiring issue. Oh, that's easy. We just get a new it's, harness. It's a wiring harness, right? Yeah. But once it's rolling, like it had a brand new alternator, all this stuff put in it, right? We should go get that. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun but weekend me, project. Right. You tear the doors off and just put like a, just put some bars or something in the way, right? So you don't just no, fall out. I don't even put anything on it. No, you put something there See, so you don't on, just fall man. out. You'd be fine. You would fall out. No, you'd fall out. We I would just roll. fall out at some I, point. Yeah, I'm just would, saying. As so long you as put in where the water that we like that creek that we go into, I would just yeah, I'd probably just jump out in the water just to be. But I'm saying like we could do our own PVC snorkel. You know, you could just get creative with it because. I don't know. Whatever. I would just buy an aftermarket one. I wouldn't do something. Uh, yeah, because there redneck. is. See, here, yeah. people, this is where the bougie comes in. I know. In. Me, I, I would just buy PVC pipe know, that could take up high heat. Get a spray paint it black so smoke. it doesn't look yes, like. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Spray paint on it with stencil called Down Periscope. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We go full on, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That'll be interesting. <laughs> Movie wild, well, but I'll tell the you mechanical what, woes are interesting with these older vehicles. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, um, but I'll tell you, you I'll tell you one thing though. I, with with uh, mechanical woes, I my truck that it's new, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like what is twenty twenty one twenty? Yeah, it's twenty twenty one, and um, it doesn't it doesn't do well against metal poles. I'll tell you that. <laughs> or deer for that matter yeah 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 does it I, you know i i literally just got home from a deployment and i was probably three days home mm -hmm. and i was driving back from the bar of course and next thing i know i see a deer and i hit a, i clipped the deer and as i clipped the deer and i end up hitting a metal pole which just annihilated the side of my truck. It was just complete destruction. You're driving back from a date? Yeah, I was on a date. Yeah. 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 And, you know. Yeah. Every once in a while, every once in a while, you gotta go get your wick wet, you know? Right, you know, and you know, you didn't get it wick you didn't get your wick wet that night. No, I didn't, but I definitely wet my whistle because I was did, drinking. Right? You yeah. know? So you know it's it's a you know it was interesting because then I had to drop that thing off and it took them months to fix it because and then they didn't even struck. fix it right because we I walked know, down and so this is what I thought was hilarious. That's we another lesson learned is you gotta and pick and choose where you drop your vehicle off to be fixed because some of these places they it's funny because these insurance companies say oh well it's a preferred place I'm like why is it preferred oh because it's the lowest bid. Just like the military, military does this where they will take the lowest bid contract and you get what you pay for. And insurance companies, nine times out of ten, are trying to get it on the cheapest they can. And mm -hmm. it shows in the work every single time. I, I still have to trace. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead and finish your sentence. I still have to take it back to those knuckleheads because there's paint 
areas that they have to fix. And they screwed up your bed liner. They screwed up my bed liner. So I have to take it back to the place that did the line X and ask them like, hey, can you fix can you fix this? Mm-hmm. And then we'll, you just build those knuckleheads for damaging yep. it. Because I'm not paying for that. I and didn't damage it. Your mic's cutting out again. I said I'm going to say this because I transitioned. And mm. um, I transitioned from... Are you transgender? Is that what you just said? Can I, can I finish? Can I, I knew that it? was coming. I was about... To, I knew that was coming, okay? <laughs> no pun intended or maybe pun was yeah, yeah. intended. But what I'm getting at is I was transitioning from the it's bird the dog. It's cool. All right. Well, you're going to... So... I was transitioning from the bird dog mm. to the leatherwood, right? Oh, man. I'm right? almost done with this basil Aiden, by the way. So there was enough. Well, I've been transitioned to the leatherwood for a minute. Yeah. But what I'm noticing is there was enough bird dog because I had about half a glass of bird dog, right? Mm-hmm. There was enough bird dog to dull the senses for the leatherwood. Because uh-huh. I recall it's tolerable. Yes, because I recall us taste testing the leatherwood and I'll it was you. just. It was a little too. There was too much of a yeah. bite, in my yeah. opinion, for a bird. No, it's true. It's true because, like that one leatherwood one that we did. That's the fifth group edition, limited the edition. Special limited edition. Yeah, that one I, is smooth. That's like drinking water. No, like water. L- it, like I, so. I don't know how to. Because water has no to, taste. But see, that's the thing is I don't. It's it's like so smooth. Actually, you know what? It's so smooth. It's like silk, right? Who, who, like we sat for a we sat with that one bottle for a night. I know, me, not you even and a Arnold. night, yeah, like for good. two hours. The three of us consumed that bottle. I was hammered that so night so fast. Yeah. It was so smooth. Didn't we do a Basil Hayden that night too? We started at a basil hayden, and I'm like, "No, nah, we're breaking this bottle out." Yeah, yeah, I knew, right? I, I knew we had to start because we started basil, the basil like, hayden. One of my favorite ones was, to like uh, just sip on. Was it the roasted basil hayden? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was that one. And then yeah. I, I was like, "No, nah, we're we're doing this because I bought, I literally bought mm. two bottles for myself, one for you, one for Dad." Like, yeah, I bought this one for us to actually try. We broke the seal on. Out about twenty more, or a case, or a truckload, because yeah. in my opinion, that is probably one of the best tasting bourbons I have had, and I've had a lot of bourbon. You have too, mm-hmm. but that was so smooth. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to do something about your mic, though. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Yeah, that like, was so smooth. Yeah. Um. So we we're supposed to be. Sticking on cars and but uh, what gets me to the issues. So here we go. Lesson learned on on paid more for this leatherwood mm-hmm. snake eater bourbon. Paid like forty five or fifty dollars. I think I paid about forty forty or forty five dollars for this bottle. Right. Mm-hmm. I paid thirty for my special edition bottle. And it's better. Lesson learned on that, right? Oh. Paying more doesn't make it better. So, no. Uh, so. Uh... What's that one that I introduced you to years years ago that you really like that now is expensive? Wilderness Trail. Yeah, yeah, Wilderness Trail. We got to get some more of that because that stuff is really good. That's the thing. Popularity can make things skyrocket. So yeah. right when you go out to buy a vehicle, mm-hmm. 
keep in mind what you're going to look for, right? Is this a very popular vehicle? Is this something that's sought after, right? All mm -hmm. these things, because if it's a super popular vehicle, a super popular model year, did you say popular? All, like, like I, I did. I'm slightly slurring my words right now, <laughs> right? So, yeah. if it's super popular, uh -huh. if it's a sought after model, a sought after year, because for instance, Corvette had a good gap there where their cars were not sought after. Yeah, it was like right mid nineties. Right, it just wasn't late sought 80s. after. Yeah, they were just they were like some of these cars ugly. you can go and buy for anywhere from eight to fifteen grand. But yeah, then other so ones, it's like no, 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 no. You're gonna break out the big money on this one, right? Well, so that's yeah. a, those are big factors when you go, especially when if they're a limited run. You know, right. kind of like they do the same thing with like alcohol. You got to run alcohol, and next thing you know, you're paying four thousand dollars, like Pappy Van Winkle. You know, it's like good luck. You're gonna pay, right. pay ten grand for a bottle of Pappy. Hope you're ready. And then on top of that, is it worth it? Right. So that's the thing that's yeah. factor in when you're buying that vehicle. Well, is, and we can talk is, about you have bourbon, to and we can talk about Scotch on another episode, and and right. I would tell you how much. Like Johnny Walker Blue is not worth it, but Johnny but Walker what, Green is. But see, this is what I'm getting at, right? For yeah. instance, like here, here it is. When you're going to purchase said vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. And this is what gets people. Emotion yeah. has to de-evolve, has to be become uninvolved. Well, you got to figure that. every time somebody's buying a vehicle, there's intrinsic value, and then intrinsic value is what the salespeople are hoping for because but, if you walk in there and you're all the like eyes are light lit up and you're like oh this is the perfect vehicle for me and this is what i've been looking for about they're like gotcha and that's the same thing in the car market you you go out there and they're like all right well you know everyone wants a 57 chevy so we're just gonna price these things binoc uh binoculars bonkers and I'm slurring, and you're coming up with your own words. Yeah, it's fine. Binoculars is a word. It's just it not is a word. Right it word. just does not yeah. fit into uh, that category at all. All right. Yeah. So uh, that's the best part about being bourbon sauced is that at at some point we get to the point where we just we're incoherent and we're rambling, and it it just gets a lot more fun. But um, but that's the key point here is like. That's why I'm saying you you have to get in a mindset like you know this is the vehicle you want right do yep. your tap you do your little happy dance at home and all mm -hmm. your excitedness get it out at the house because when you go to deal you're oh, there yeah. to deal to yeah and that's people right? don't people don't know how to do that they they don't well I can't say people but most people don't know how to delineate. And and hold oh, nowadays back. nowadays yeah. absolutely not right like I mean no, come on it's like you've instant got instant gratification is so rampant like up north right up yeah. north Maine and stuff like that right they call it dickering right down here we call dickering. it barter trading right Who you know calls it dickering I've never heard that term actually east around my stuff they've got a catalog called like something dickering. Yeah. literally dickering they're trading and bartering right so down here in the south like we're trading we're bartering right i would much rather wheel and deal with you all day long and go you know and and come up to trading things right just because i enjoy that right 
it's it's the game. It's 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 the having fun with it, right? But if people, but most people nowadays, they're just like, oh my god, I want that so much. How much well, is yeah. it? And then you're like, they don't you know how to. They don't know how to. Yeah. Yeah, like I was pricing it for a thousand dollars, and apparently you didn't read the price, and you want it really bad. So now it's four thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. You I just know pull a number, right? You pull a number, and it's like, but you said this. I was like, that's before I found out that you were in love with it. Yeah, it's like so, people are selling pallets of wood. I know what I got. You're gonna give me ten dollars a pallet, bro. I can go back to Sam's Club and pick up pallets for free. So they just gotta be careful. Some of these, some of these yeah. people with cars are are gonna overinflate the value of their vehicle because they see you coming. That's the term that even salespeople use. We see you coming because you're a sucker. You've got it printed across your forehead, and they know we got we we got this guy. Because like somebody like me or you, we walk in and we're just talking to these dealerships, and we're like, "No, nah, I'm not going to pay that." I'm like, "What do you mean you're not going to pay that?" No, nah, I'm not going to pay sticker price. Well, why not? Because I know that is an overinflated value for that vehicle. That vehicle is not worth what you have it listed for it's not even worth the msrp that you guys have it listed for so msrp is complete bullshit oh yeah it's it's garbage these days especially now i mean you you can't a truck is not ninety thousand dollars it doesn't they don't have ninety thousand dollars in that truck so here's my question though how do you list ms right so you say msrp 90 grand and then mm-hmm. the trucks for sale for 70 Or right. you list the market, the that dealership for, markup too, right? So right, but like you, you, you look at that when they pick up the grand mm-hmm. MSRP, right? Yep. And you're selling it list for seventy, right? Well, or the MSRP is it's the abbreviation for manufacturer's suggested retail Correct. price. Correct. It's suggested, right? right? So they're uh, suggesting right. the dealerships listed at least at that price because they know that they will recoup some sort of cost and get a little bit of profit or like right? a camper right a camper oh man those msrp are so let's say it's msrp yeah. is 110 grand for a toy hauler right yeah and then oh, all yeah. of a sudden all of a sudden the camp the camping world or day oh, brothers in 2020 you know, and everybody's like, like oh my god i gotta go off grid i need a camper right but we're, we're saying they, man, they msrp man, 120 man. grand but their sticker price is 70 mm. grand like how do you go from MSRP here to sticker price here? Supply and demand. That is right? the biggest determinant. Is and because demand. demand, I guess, dropped? Or you're in a region where demand is not that high? Yeah, it just depends. Because I, I, you'll see that, too, with people that buy cars or campers or homes or whatever. They, they will regionally look and see where the hot zones are and avoid that if they're buying. They'll find the dead zones. Because yeah. those those prices are lower, and then hope that those areas are going to get hot to then resale. Same with like housing market; it's it's, it's insane right now because Tennessee it's a hot zone. Everybody's trying to get to Tennessee, so the the property values are overinflated. But you and, know what's funny on this MSRP thing, right? Yeah. So let's say I drive down forty eight here towards Dixon, right? Mm-hmm. We've we drove by there. We even stopped in and looked at their car lot. 
Yep. That uh, what was it? Highway Forty Eight Motorsports. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I'm like a kid in a candy store jumping up and down outside of the truck, like telling you to get out of the vehicle and come look. Yeah, it's across. Like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The first car lot I've been to where they are priced and being they like, are reasonable. It's they like, reasonable. why am yeah. I trying to rob you? Right? No, like, they're just they're just they're just trying to turn a buck, but it's like turn a buck trying to turn and a thousand bucks. Bring you know? in a business, right? Yeah. Like I how many times have we drove by I think there? There's a difference between mom and pop places and big box stores. Not all mom and pop. Now and so this is where but it, I so think wait, in like, general I agree. I agree. That is the difference between mom and pop and because big they box don't have store. the overhead that because they're paying for. Because if you're if you are a Think about they, that. That place probably has like one or two salespeople that they're paying. You go into a dealership and they're paying thirty dudes or thirty people, thirty guys, girls, whatever you are. Absolutely. Transmission fluid, whatever you are. Yeah. But that's the difference. They well, have to pay all those people, so their price point is going to be higher to compensate for that. Well, so if you're a business is- and you're trying to make money. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to do that. Agreed. But what but, I was getting at, like, is you have mom and pop, and you have big business, and then you have the sleezoids, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, those buy the buy here, here pay here. here. Oh, no, no, dude, don't give me, no, don't ever on. do that. If you are looking to buy a car, and you, I, I would advocate to never buy at those places because they are going to get you. They are going to get you. They're going to put you at like a twenty-seven percent interest rate. Well, that's and they're going to hammer you. That's where I'm bringing it back, right? Like, let's say, so you do have some of those mom and pops that are buy here, pay here, right? Mm. But they don't rake you over the coals. Those are so rare. Right? Those are rare. rare. Those are rare, but they are there. small town rare. Exactly. But like this Highway 48 Motorsports blew my mind, right? On the prices of these vehicles and the years of these vehicles, especially looking at diesel trucks. But that explains why, literally week after but, week, we drive by there and their inventory has turned almost completely over each week. Yes, but you also have to think the people they're selling to oftentimes are the local farmers because, like that area, there's a lot right. of farms, there's a lot of tree farms, there's a lot of milling, there's a lot of different things right. that are going on where they need those for short shots or whatever that they're doing. Right. And that's like a business, like once, you know, if things are turning for, for my timber business or mm-hmm. for my, my log home, our, our log home business or the CNC mm-hmm. business later on, right? That's a business I'm going to, to buy my trucks to haul stuff left and right. Yeah. Cause then once you put the miles on you, you just offload it somewhere else. Right. But, right. But yeah, those, are good, like, those are good lessons learned too. Definitely lessons learned right there. You know, and, and then like, for instance, right now with the 73 Ranchero. Yep. We've got that high heat, and you know what? I'm telling you, I think that is a piston. It's got a ring that's slipped or something that's rubbing on that the and inside you, of the and engine. And you very well could be right, but it yeah. is the top left side only, of the engine. It's only the top left side. And, and it's, it's got that I rubber burning smell. Swear to God, I think there's something And going you on. even get a little smoke coming out of the engine through... That's because through the breather, the, right? The friction that's going on, it's something's about to catch on fire in that thing. I agree. I agree. I'm not disagreeing. You're going to have an engine fire, and I'm going to just be like, I told you. You, got, not, you better not, start carrying a fire hydrant with you. I, no, you just might as well build that building the way you want it with homeowners, okay? Yeah. Anyways, 
So, I mean, it's better than the way it is, just saying. Yeah, it is uh, better than what it was. Right? So, but what I'm All getting right. at is like, let's, so we have that top end. So, I don't know. Comments on okay. Spotify? Can what? you post comments on Spotify? No. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, see what people thought about that top engine burn. But yeah, we can wrap this up. Okay. Wrap your rascal. What? Wrap your rascal. Wrap your rascal. You know? Listen, we're rascal. getting saucy here. Um, bourbon sauce. Who's getting saucy? It's been good. This has been a good topic. Uh, talking about cars, talking about our. Uh, specific cars and talking about things that we want to do hold going up forward i got what? a question yeah go ahead your dream car or truck oh my dream car Man. you gotta end on a high note bro all right my dream car would probably go okay go ahead <laughs> give you time you're, you're, i already know what yours is gonna be it's gonna be like a ford f100 you're dead right. Ford yeah. F100. Okay. Yeah. But we're going to go 54 or 55 Ford F100 step side pickup. That's You're going to have a straight six in there or a four banger? Straight six. Yeah. That's a good one. That's like it. That, that is yeah. it. That yeah. is dream vehicle. You know, we, we had, we're going to go off on another team. What's here. yours? Uh,. You know, it's I, I go back and forth, but I think um, a '62 Corvette, '62 Corvette, yeah, '62 Corvette. Mm -hmm. I think is the one that I really want. Uh, let me let me Google that real quick. You're gonna be riding with Private Malone, but his was the '66, wasn't it? Oh yeah, '62 Corvette's the one I want. They have one right now in Nashville. And what what do you but go you know back what and forth want? on? So what's you know, the other you one? Know what, you know what they want for this one that's in Nashville? I don't even care. What's the other they thing? They want a hundred and sixty-two thousand, and it's probably worth it. So, what's the other thing you go back and forth on? Um, a nine eleven. You could have got a nine eleven twenty times over after this last trip. I know, but I, I, I try to be practical with some of my purchases, right? Because I do have a baby mama, and I do have to pay child support, and I do, have mm -hmm. to, you know, all those normal things, right? Right. And I do have a house and mortgage and bills. Mm -hmm. and, so I try to be a little bit practical and pragmatic, right. but um, if if all things lined up and I didn't have to give a shit about what I'm paying on, I would buy a brand new 911 GT3 and have it completely decked out with the seats Bruh. that fit me because I don't want the super sport seats where it's like for a dude that's five two. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm -hmm. I need I need I'm a big dude. You know, I'm not like. Goldberg big or you know dude. and he's super athlete big but I'm six feet tall and I'm a wide build dude so I can't sit in these tiny ass seats so I need something that can support me and I can't sit in some of these 911 seats because they're made for five foot two dudes that are compensating right. you know what I mean I just want it because I I like the car I like the design I, I literally like like a 1995 96 style mm -hmm. because i like the way the taillights are i like the way that it's sleek um especially if it's turbocharged oh it sounds so beautiful that that exhaust oh my god you put you could just you just hear it coming down the road right it's like a vibrator yeah i mean i had the corvette and everything else <laughs> i yeah you know 
you have a girl and she likes that and you're like right hey, you know, what's up? right but anyway uh i do i i had the corvette so it's like you know i, I checked little boxes off my life and i think a 911 would be one of those things a lamborghini aventador or a 458 italia would be another one that would be on the list I don't yeah. think I would ever want. I don't think I want any, like uh, super exotics, like the. Uh, you no. know, I don't no. ever say this to you, okay? Yeah. Drunk Matt has has come up with a process and a possible idea mm-hmm. for for you. For what? How to get those for it all? Like, for it uh, all. Oh, okay. Hey, you have not heard me come up with hardly any drunk ideas. Normally, it's drunk Dan's ideas. Yeah, and I drunk just Dan comes up with amazing ideas. And and I normally this is where the podcast originated hey, was a drunk Dan idea. Yeah, and I normally was Matt or Ryan, sober Ryan, taking yeah. action upon drunk Dan to enforce the idea. Yeah, and that's that's. I think that's a good thing about our friendship is that. Um, you you definitely help if I have an idea, you definitely help me like see it to fruition, you know. And which I is, have an idea. Well, God. Which is very rare. I'm not buying a fucking Ferrari. Nope. Don't need you to buy shit right now. Yeah. But that'll be funny when we start going to video and like people see and we uh-huh. start incorporating different things. Yeah. They're gonna be like, Oh, what the fuck? Like, yeah. oh, all right. But oh, no, like I, I legit, these guys are crazy. Okay, I have you know, like, look at the up, background in these guys. These guys are nuts. You have helped me formulate a major idea mm. between you and the Waverly property. Oh, that that one's gonna be a good idea. I'm telling you, that's a good idea. No, I'm not one even is talking not, Waverly. That one's not a drunk idea, by the way. That was a sober I'm, idea. I'm having a drunk idea. Based on Waverly and based oh, we can on your start Ferrari, our own campground. we start our own campground. You've got eleven acres for sale, right? Roadfront fucking property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not bad. Dirt, uh, literally right down the street. Yeah, dirt work is required, but you can get it cheap via Arnold. Oh, you talking about that place down there by that barbecue slot? No, I'm talking about the fucking place right down here by the creek that's for sale. Oh, down there in the flat. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That, they want all, too much for that, though. I understand. That's why you. I'm not contact, paying. Them. No, yeah, stop. Paying them. That's what we can. We can go ahead and kill this, yeah. and then I'll come down and just talk to you. Yeah, we can talk another time. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, or fools and folks and drunks or whatever. Hold you up. Be Give called. it a pause. Give it a pause so we can draw out some. Break in between and then I can't the give it a pause. I have to no, no, no. I'm saying section now. What I'm saying is we can stop talking. Give it a pause in the sound, mm-hmm. so you have a gap to actually cut. No, okay. Well, we'll give it a five second pause then. Okay, starting now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, like, subscribe, add this on to your favorites, whatever it is that you do on these social media platforms. We'll be back next week, hopefully with all three of us, because this week we were down one. But we did our best, and we still got sauce. And hopefully you did too.
And if you didn't, well, that's your own problem. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Cheers. I think we should end with cheers. Yeah, we could do cheers. We do bye, whatever. I it think is. we should all end with cheers because we're drinking. Fine. So Pause. three, two, one. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We all got sauced and it was a good time. Hopefully you'll join us on the next episode. God damn it. I forgot. What was I going to say? <laughs> this is why I need scripts. So beginning ending scripted, mm-hmm. followed by cheers from all of us. Okay. Because right. you're drink. We're all let's, drinking. Let's go with that. Let's go with the that. The cheers. We'll go cheers from all of us, and then you'll do so cheers. Let's go, I'll say let's cheers. Go, Elliot will say cheers. Look, let's go three, two, one, and then mm-hmm. me and you will say cheers. Okay. Yep. And actually, I'm going to come to your microphone. No. What, no. I'll, what I'll do is I'll say. We'll no, do you've three, already two, one. said it. You've already done your ending. Okay. You already did your ending previous to this one, so we'll That's cut true. to and that. That's true, and I can cut all the other bullshit out. Exactly. Then, I'm coming to right. you for cheers so they can hear the glass clink. Oh, yeah, that's good. All right. Exactly. So, right, let's do that. But what I'm getting at is like... Yep. No, we'll do that. That's fine. We will. I, can, I can edit all this bullshit out. Yes, but there yep. is a gap between yep. what we were talking and the ending where we just dropped off, so we may have to listen and add something in there. Oh, we'll figure it out. But, but I'm going to go. I'll, I'm going to yeah, head and cut we'll out. We'll do now. a clink yes. and then we'll do the cheers. I'm going to go ahead and back out. All right, Matt. One, two, three. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for joining us. Period.